It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Costa Rica's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and uh, today we are looking at Costa Rica's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Short version, please. justify my clothing for this one. Uh, I didn't wear a soccer shirt. Instead, I tried to represent the colors, the colors of Costa Rica, the blue and the red. And um, if any Costa Rican is dissatisfied with that, you can easily resolve the problem by just uh, uh, sending me a shirt. I'll put my address on the on the pic. Okay, I'm not going to put my address on the picture, but uh, you know, you can get hold of me if that's what you want to do. Okay, let's look at some of the notes, and some of these emerge out of the uh, uh, out of the uh, podcast we did before, and the first uh, uh, part of the podcast where we had uh, notes that emerged from from um, the podcast. So um, let's go back. Uh, let's actually start though with a different one uh, and uh, a positive note. They had a tremendous end to the qualifying campaign. So it looked like um, the, the team was aging, uh, which is uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, considerations we have, which I won't repeat. Uh, uh, but in our podcast, we said, wow, it's an aging team. They don't seem to be doing much to rejuvenate the team. Uh, so ineffective in bringing youth in. Uh, we're a bit worried for Costa Rica, and it looked like we were right because uh, they were constantly in fifth place uh, during qualification. Didn't look like they were going to make it at all, um, you know. And uh, then suddenly, at the end of qualification, they did great uh, and made it to the cup. Uh, they had to do it through a qualifying playoff with New Zealand, but they won that game too and they did it by kind of going back to their veterans um, they have a lot of uh, players above 30 on the squad and they uh, tended to bring in young players and then abandon them after a short time um, so um, yeah tended to go back to veterans the only problem is that's a bit of a worry going into the world cup because those veterans uh, kind of made it seem like the they wouldn't make it through qualifying and then that's what they have to rely on during the cup so that's a, a pretty old squad going into the cup i'm kind of looking forward to the the part where we look at age here because my guess is they'll be a lot older than most teams but um uh, there we there we have it that's the story for costa rica actually uh, they cleared out a lot of players um uh, cleared out is not really the word because what it mostly was was kind of seemed to bring in a couple of players to try them out but then didn't really try them out kind of gave them a, a substitute appearance or they appeared on the bench for a couple of games and then they were gone and this describes a lot of young players that they brought in so ultimately uh, they didn't rejuvenate the team much there are a couple of young players who kind of made it through but um, uh, generally, as, as we saw, they tended to go back to veterans and uh, cleared out um, a lot of the young players, who I think will probably come back uh, after the World Cup when uh, some of the veterans will retire and they have to rebuild the team. Uh, 
another concern is, uh, well, not a really concern, but something to think about is the variety of formations that they used. Uh, all sorts of formations, um, usually four at the back and uh, one up top, but sometimes a 4-3-3, sometimes a 5-4-1. In fact, uh, uh, okay, 4-2-3-1 was probably their most uh, commonly used formation. And um, however, it was actually uh, their lesser used formations, the 5-4-1 and the 4-4-2 that they used the least, but those were the formations they used in their most successful games towards the end of World Cup qualifying and also against New Zealand. So, uh, you know, the formation is really kind of uh, up in the air. And, uh, you know, for some teams, uh, that variety in formation seems to uh, work, making them unpredictable. But my feeling for Costa Rica is that... Um, um, it, uh, it it and some of the player selections for certain positions uh, just seem to be a bit of guesswork or a bit of trial and error, uh, but a lot of players, a lot of formations being tried out and uh, not a lot of consistency there. So um, maybe a player, uh, a fan more intimate with Costa Rica can can uh, define it as a strength or a weakness more. I got to say from my vantage point, it does seem to be a weakness. Okay, let's look at their club affiliations. By far the biggest name on the squad is Kaylor Navas, who plays for uh, Paris Saint-Germain, and he was with Real Madrid uh, before that. Beyond that, we uh, don't have a lot. We have Joel Campbell playing for Lyon in Mexico, and um, Jewison Bennett plays for Sunderland in England. A couple of players playing in the USA uh, for... FC Cincinnati and Real Salt Lake, um, and then one in Saudi Arabia. And I would say a little more than half of them play for um, the clubs in uh, Costa Rica. Uh, usually the biggest clubs like uh, Saprissa, Alajuelense, and um, Municipal Grecia. Um, so, yeah, compared to some of the teams coming into the cup, uh, not a lot of pedigree on the squad with most of the players playing locally. Let's take a look at some of the statistics. Statistics. I have a new one for you actually today, but we'll go over some of the old ones. So the first one we talk about is uh, how many players are kind of on the plate for um, Costa Rica. So how many players have they kind of looked at since 2020? Actually, that should be 2021. Um, uh, there, but uh, it's 61 for Costa Rica. That's actually a very high number. Uh, the average is 50, and only uh, Mexico and USA are higher. It seems to be a bit of a CONCACAF thing, but not necessarily because Canada's not that high, and uh, Ghana is very high in Africa. So that means they've been kind of uh, uh, trying out a lot of players and uh, going through a lot of players. So we saw with Costa Rica that uh, they had brought uh, quite a few young players in and dismissed them fairly quickly, sometimes with only uh, an appearance on the bench or maybe uh, an appearance as a substitute. So um, I, I've been saying they really haven't developed their youth for that reason. They kind of go back to their uh, veterans. They've even kind of called back a couple of veterans over the last year, so players who have been absent from the squad 
for a while uh, suddenly reappearing. So all of these play into that uh, 61, a large number. Uh, however, in terms of um, uh, definite, likely, and possible, uh, the number is only 32. So that's kind of in range. The average is actually 33. So uh, they do seem to be kind of whittling down the squad uh, to a manageable size. And in fact, uh, for players in the definite and likely category, it's 25. So that's pretty much the 26 that they'll bring to the cup. So uh, if you kind of go through the uh, players, and we will at the end, it looks like, um, you know, if the players in the definite and likely categories make it, then uh, there'll only be room for one more. Of course, there's always a few surprises like uh, injuries or players surprisingly not chosen or new players coming into form. But uh, roughly, uh, roughly, they'll choose one of the players we've coded as possible from those 32. And uh, so they'll be choosing from those seven players, but really only have room for one uh, there. I've talked about their age quite a bit in the podcast, so here we go. Here's the stat. Their average age is 27.5. The average is about 25 to 27, and uh, specifically the average is 26.8. So actually not as high as I thought it would be, uh, considering that they do have, uh, let me see, 14 uh, 14 of those 32 players uh, are over the age of 30. And uh, Brian Ruiz is 37, Kayla Navis 35, and then uh, five players who are 33 or higher, uh, six players actually who are 33 or higher. Uh, that is balanced out a bit because they do have uh, some youth in the squad. They have two teenagers actually, Jewis and Brennett and Brandon Aguiera. And then... Um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players, uh, um, 22 or younger. So that balances out a bit. So uh, it wasn't as high as I thought. The average number of caps is uh, 39.6, and that's uh, very high. The average among the teams I've done so far, which is um, about 26 teams, Uh, is 29.2, so they're 39.6. So, of course, uh, with all of those older players uh, comes experience, and that will hopefully uh, be a benefit to them, although uh, with age also comes um, age. (laughs) So they're uh, maybe a little bit slower. For example, Brian Ruiz now is just subbing into games, not really uh, up for playing 90 minutes, for example and uh, is notably slower than than he used to be. Uh, In terms of goals, uh, the total is 123, and it is 4.1 average goals per player. But I'm beginning to feel more and more that um, that doesn't mean much. So actually, 123 goals uh, for the amount of caps they have is kind of low. So I've actually developed a new statistic, and that is the average number of goals per cap. So uh, here presenting it in the first podcast, but I went back and calculated it for uh, the other teams that we've done. And um, uh, I 
turn it into a percentage here. So it is 10.4%, which in itself doesn't mean much. We have to compare it with other teams. So uh, I'll just tell you the average is 13.5%, suggesting that Costa Rica is a pretty low scoring team. And, and we did know that. Uh, and in fact, there's only one team uh, that's lower scoring than them, and that is Wales. Um, the higher scoring teams, Germany has 17.5%, uh, and Spain has 18%. And it looks like I forgot to calculate Qatar, which is also a high scoring team. Uh, but anyway, there we have it, um, a low scoring team. And if we dig a little more into those statistics per player, uh, that bears out. Um, sorry about that. Uh, so the highest scoring uh, player percentage-wise is Brian Ruiz. Uh, no, it's Joel Campbell, no surprise there. Uh, but he's only 21.2%, which means he scores about one in every five games. Uh, a good ratio for a forward is about 30%. And um, we've seen a lot higher than that. So 21% for their top scorer, uh, quite low. Brian Norris has 29 caps in 144 games. That's 20%. And uh, their next highest scorer, believe it or not, is central midfielder Celso Borges, who is at 17.5%. I'm surprised by how much he scores. Uh, other players, um, uh, we, some of the younger players do have good numbers. So... Uh, Contreras, Anthony Contreras, 25%, Jewis and Bennett, uh, 28%, but they have less than 10 games, so we don't really consider that in the stats. So uh, Contreras has two in eight games, and Jewis and Bennett, uh, two in seven games. So um, we'd need to see uh, a few more games under their belt to consider them uh, kind of high-scoring players, but perhaps it is a, a promising uh, going forward. All right, let's look at uh, some of the issues on the squad. So they have um, a pretty solid defense. Uh, if they don't score a lot of goals, they also don't allow a lot of goals. And uh, the standard uh, de defending pairing has been Calvo and Duarte. Uh, Duarte uh, but uh, we did see that they brought in some... Uh, new players towards the end, actually defensive midfielders, uh, and then suddenly switch back to the veterans at the end, uh, as they often did, uh, go back to their veterans, especially for that game against New Zealand. So uh, they seem fated to do so in this cup, although uh, they do have plenty of backups in central defence, but we expect Calvo and Duarte uh, to be the starting pair of central defenders. On the uh, left side, uh, we have uh, Brian Oviedo, but uh, Matarita came into the picture more and more. So the question is, uh, uh, which one will start? Again, I suspect they'll go with their veterans and choose Oviedo. And he actually um, uh, was uh, starting uh, towards the end more than Mar Mar Matarita, sorry. On the right side at the back, uh, is it Keisha Fuller or Martinez? Um, Blanco, uh, Ricardo Blanco was making a bid, but seems to be out of the picture now. And young Martinez seemed uh, to be making a bid too. But in the end, uh, they went with Fuller, um, again, going back to their veterans. However, we did see in that New Zealand game that at halftime, uh, they subbed Martinez in for Fuller. 
suggesting that uh, they weren't satisfied with Fuller. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the upcoming friendlies and in the cup itself. Uh, in the midfield, uh, a bit of an issue is they rely on central midfielders for uh, attack. So um, the attacking midfielder role is often not there. So they have uh, central midfielders um, kind of playing defensively and offensively. I put down their, basically their low scoring and their defensive style uh, to that issue. Um, they also have a high turnover, especially uh, in the offense and on the wing. So um, in all positions really, but uh, more in the attacking roles. And uh, the left attack is a bit of a mess right now. Uh, that's the kind of left wing, left attacking midfielder or in a 4-4-3, the left forward. They have had a lot of players coming in and out, but we did see towards the end that perhaps Jewison Benison uh, is nailing down um, a spot, but he hasn't been in the position long enough to know. And um, in the attack... Uh, basically, uh, is uh, Joel Campbell going to be used as the right attacking midfielder that I think they want to use him as? Or uh, for lack of a goal-scoring centre-forward, will they have to once again fall back to putting him in as the centre-forward? So uh, perhaps uh, Contreras may be uh, a solution to this because he was the one forward they tried out who did score goals. So... Uh, they'll be hoping that they can use Contreras as the centre forward and Campbell as the right forward. But again, Contreras uh, wasn't really in the position long enough to prove himself. And that uh, kind of goes along with um, the, the players they have tried out, Jonathan Moya and Juan Pablo Ortiz, uh, not really working because uh, um, they put them as centre-forward for a few games, but uh, nothing came of it. They didn't score goals. However, as I said, Contreras uh, did, so hopefully he'll be the solution for them. Okay, we have uh, some new players for the squad, and perhaps I haven't been crediting them enough for bringing in youth, um, uh, but they do seem to kind of fall back to the veterans, and I think they'll do that in the Cup. Nevertheless, we do have three uh, three new players who we consider definite to make the squad, three who we consider likely, and then three who um, uh, are just at the possible level. So uh, the defensive midfielders, uh, Daniel Chacon and Orlando Gallo, uh, both uh, 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 we consider to be definite. Uh, to make the squad and adding a bit of youth to the squad. And in the forward line, I just mentioned him, uh, Anthony Contreras. Um, so that is a good a step in the right direction because I think a lot of their veterans will be retiring after the World Cup. Uh, possible candidates, we have uh, Carlos Martinez. So we talked about him in the right back position, um, uh, possibly replacing... Uh, Keisha Fuller or uh, uh, Keisha Fuller could move elsewhere on the field actually because he does move around uh, on the uh, left wing or left attacking midfield uh, Jewison Bennett he's very young though just 18 years old um, and hasn't really uh, been in the position long enough to nail it down but uh, uh, a new uh, some new blood on the squad nevertheless and uh, Brandon Aguiera 
uh, actually hasn't started uh, that many games. Well, he started six games, uh, sometimes as a central midfielder. And um, uh, sorry, I'm mistaken. Yeah, I thought he had fewer games, just three starts, but he's been on the bench a lot. And that's generally true of the possible candidates too. Uh, Ian Lawrence is a left back, but I think he has just um, uh, one start in recent games. And uh, Douglas Lopez, a defensive midfielder, uh, hasn't actually earned a start, but has been on the bench uh, in in the last few games there. And finally, Rowan Wilson. Uh, it's possible that these players won't make it uh, to the squad, though. They'll be close to the cut. Uh, Rowan Wilson himself just came in, in in June 2022 and didn't start either of the games, but uh, he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one, but uh, not necessarily um, uh, not necessarily uh, a player who looks like they're going to make it to the final squad. We do have a few players who are not young, but uh, they are new to the squad in, in, in the sense that they haven't reached a tournament so far. So we have goalkeeper Aaron Cruz as a likely candidate. He's 31 years old, but uh, this would be his first tournament if he makes it. And uh, Gerson Torres, uh, a left midfielder, but actually plays on the right. And uh, he's 25 years old, but has not made it to a tournament uh, so far. However, we consider both of those likely. And uh, we have Ricardo Blanco, and uh, he actually uh, was more in uh, the first half of World Cup qualifying as a right black back. He looked like he was going to take over Fuller's position uh, for a little while, but then he disappeared from the squad. So uh, he's never been in a tournament and is some uh, <laughs> is new in the sense that he hasn't been in a tournament, but actually is 33 years old. So um, uh, finally, Houston Salas. Uh, got a couple of starts, and uh, he's 26 years old. Again, hasn't been in a tournament. He got his first cap in 2021. Uh, but I wouldn't say these would be uh, players who are going to rejuvenate the squad. But the nine new players we talked about, um, we could see coming more into the squad, uh, if not during the World Cup, then after. For injuries, we don't have much for uh, uh, Costa Rica, so they're kind of blessed that way. Uh, only one injury is out, and that's Jose Guillermo Ortiz, the uh, center forward. And he uh, was out with a um, cruciate ligament problem for which he underwent surgery. So he's been out since April 2022. I think he did the surgery over the summer, and he's expected back in late October. So. Um, we'll check on him in the update podcast, but um, uh, uh, it looks like he'll be back in time. Uh, for notable absences, we do have actually this uh, veteran squad uh, with some of the players already retired. So I won't go through their long bios, um, but just kind of mention them by name. We covered some of them in the player-by-player uh, podcast, but we have Christian Gamboa. Uh, he held back the, the he held down the right back position for many years, um, but um, the 2019 Gold Cup uh, was his last tournament. Although he did play as late as November 2020, uh, but is off the squad. David Guzman uh, actually played in the Gold Cup and was a starter there, but. Um, 
uh, soon into World Cup qualifying after the Gold Cup, uh, he disappeared from the squad. And he is 31 years old. There's a chance he'll make it back to the squad, but he hasn't been selected, uh, wasn't selected for their last 14 matches. Uh, Christian Bolanos, a right midfielder, uh, again, very much a part of the squad. Not so much in the latter years, though. In the 2018 World Cup and 2019 Gold Cup, he was just a substitute. Um, and he wasn't part of the 2021 Gold Cup. He made the preliminary squad there, but not the final squad. And um, October 2021 was his last game. And then we have uh, some people who follow the team from World Cup to World Cup may recall some of the players from the 2018 World Cup squad. So these are basically players that retired after that. So uh, Johnny Acosta, uh, a central defender, he was a starter in the 2018 World Cup. And uh, Patrick Pemberton was a long-time uh, backup keeper, and he actually uh, did start a couple of tournaments, the 2016 uh, Copa Centro Americana and also the 2017 Gold Cup. Of course, uh, starting keeper Kayla Navis doesn't uh, play in those tournaments. However, the 2018 World Cup, where he was a backup keeper, uh, was his last tournament. Uh, Marco Urena, uh, a forward uh, who had 66 caps from 2009, and he started actually the first two games of the 2018 World Cup, but lost his starting position. Uh, another of many forwards who they who they try out um, that didn't score much. He actually got 15 goals in his 66 caps over the year, which is under over the years, which is under 25%. So uh, never really kind of delivered on the goals. We saw uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez as a kind of a rotating starter in the 2021 Gold Cup. But uh, shortly after the Gold Cup, um, he disappeared from the squad. And um, he's 33 years old, so probably retired, but a real veteran too. Most of these guys have more than uh, uh, 60 caps. Um, Giancarlo Gonzalez has 88. And finally, uh, Alvaro Saborio, who uh, retired from the squad a few times actually, but seemed to keep popping back up. He played his last game in 2021, actually, even though he's 40 years old now. And uh, he earned 111 caps and 36 goals. So they, they do miss his goals. But um, even by the 2018 World Cup, he was, uh, he was um, fairly old and actually didn't play in that World Cup or in the 2014 Cup. So uh, his main period was actually before that time nevertheless he uh he held on and actually was a uh, uh, part of the squad for the 2019 gold cup and finally uh we end with uh, oscar ramirez he was the manager in the 2018 world cup and um was uh dismissed shortly after i think yeah he finished in um 2018 uh, so that manager is gone, and we have Luis Fernando Suarez uh, as manager of the team. There were a couple of managers in between them, actually. Uh, okay, so let's finish with uh, the play, uh, the players that we predict to be starters. And um, 
uh, Luis Fernando Suarez. Well, they did uh, fire a manager shortly before the Gold Cup, and he was brought in. But I don't think uh, that's going to happen here, so we can expect him to be the manager leading them through it. A bit of debate after the 2021 Gold Cup as to whether uh, Lionel Moreira would take the starting spot because Kayla Navas um, kind of eschews the, the Gold Cup. But no, Kayla Navas came in immediately and was a starter and uh, has been ever since. So, again, their biggest name, it would be a surprise to see him not start. Uh, uh, for defenders, uh, uh, sorry, and um, uh, we also have likely uh, uh, Aaron Cruz, uh, but he'll be a backup. And Esteban Alvarado may be challenging Cruz uh, for that third goalkeeper spot. We're pipping Cruz uh, right now, but um, uh, it'll likely be uh, Moreira and Cruz as the backup keepers. Okay, for, de for defense, we saw that uh, uh, Cal Calvo and Duarte basically started uh, World Cup qualifying. And then towards the end of that campaign, uh, they experimented a bit and ultimately went back to Calvo and Duarte for the playoff game against New Zealand. And I think they'll do the same in the World Cup, go with the true and tried. And so uh, Francisco Calvo and Oscar Duarte, probably the central defensive pairing. But they do have good backup with Kendall Waston and Juan Pablo Vargas, and have also brought some of the young defensive midfielders, uh, Gallo and Chacon, uh, as backup defenders, which they'll probably need because, as you see, there are only four candidates here. Uh, all the others seem to be off the squad, so they usually bring five or six. So maybe those defensive midfielders will uh, cover that position. Uh, for left-backs, it looks like Brian Oviedo is uh, going to be the starter. It looked like Ronald Matarita was making a bid, but uh, he looks like he'll be the backup here. Oviedo seemed to win out, as the veterans tended to do. Uh, Ian Lawrence is a possibility to bring to the cup, but if they do, he'll probably be on the bench. Uh, for right-backs, again, the veteran seems to uh, have one out, Keisha Fuller. But actually, I'm not as certain with this one because um, the player challenging for his position, Carlos Martinez, uh, did sub in for him in the second half of... Uh, uh, in the second half of uh, the playoff game against New Zealand. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe Carlos Martinez might get the uh, the bid. So right now I'm going to put them as rotating. That's kind of hedging my bet, I know. Um, and uh, possibly Blanco being brought uh, to the cup, but uh, hasn't been with the squad uh, in the last part of this period. So maybe off the squad. Um Defensive midfielders Daniel Shacon and Orlando Gallo. I think that they will be starters. Uh, no, uh, maybe not. I, I think that they're, they're kind of close to starting, but I'm not confident enough to say so. I think they'll be definitely uh, handy candidates to have because I think they can start in central defense or in central midfield, and uh, especially against the the uh, attacking teams that they'll be facing um, uh, may, be, may be used. So I wouldn't be surprised if they gained a starting position uh, during the Cup. 
I'm going to highlight them in yellow. That's kind of my hedging of bets colors. Uh, but it is actually the central midfielder, Celso Borges and Yeltsin Tejada. If they follow their pattern of sticking with the veterans, uh, these guys have never really been questioned. Uh, so I think they'll they'll definitely be starters. Um, perhaps uh, Shakon of Gallo coming in if they don't perform well or uh, get injured or something like that. Uh, left midfield. Um, well, Johan Venegas is coded as a left midfielder, but uh, he kind of plays all over the place. So I think they will find a place for him, regardless of the formation that they use. It could be attacking midfielder. He played even as a center forward once. Uh, so they usually put him on the field. Uh, Gerson Torres uh, is a left midfielder or coded as such, but he usually plays on the right actually and he looked like he was kind of uh, starting to nail down that right attacking midfielder position but that was when uh, Joel Campbell was uh, forced into service as a center forward so I think Gerson Torres will start as a backup but um, if Joel Campbell has to play as a forward I, I do see him getting a couple of starts as a right attacking midfielder on the left wing uh, more so than uh, Gerson Torres, Jewison Bennett is kind of nailing down that position. So uh, I'm being a bit bold in nominating him as a starter, but I think it is, um, uh, you know, I think uh, he will at least get a few starts uh, because they really don't have a lot of options over there. They went through a lot of players, um, but uh, uh, he kind of ended up being the one who played the most. Um, right wing Carlos Mora. Uh, well, we have him likely to make the squad, but I wouldn't say he, he is a starter. Uh, attacking midfielders. We have Brian Ruiz as definitely making the squad, but uh, less and less has he been starting, sometimes as a central attacking midfielder. But I think they're going to use him as a substitute because at, uh, at the age he's at, 30, is it 37 years old? Um, I, I, I don't think he will play uh, full games there. So maybe in a couple of situations he could be a starter, but uh, more likely as a substitute. Uh, Brandon Aguiera uh, will probably... Uh, be on the bench, may get a couple of starts. He's a likely to uh, make the final squad, but I wouldn't say likely to uh, be a starter. Joel Campbell, definitely a starter. Uh, he's listed as a forward, but I think they would prefer him as a right attacking midfielder, sending in crosses and stuff. And I think they're going to start with Anthony Contreras as the forward, and hopefully he will get goals for them. Uh, if not, they may, uh, uh, again, press Joel Campbell into service as the, uh, as the starting forward. Uh, likely candidate Jose Guillermo Ortiz um, should be recovered from his injury and uh, should be with the squad, uh, especially given how few forwards they actually have here. Uh, but he kind of had his chance as uh, the starting forward and didn't produce, so I think he will be coming in as a substitute. And that is the end. I'm not sure whether we have the requisite number of players. We have a couple of perhapses there, 
that I used yellow to highlight. But um, that's it, the run through the players and the starters. And that actually brings us to the end of this uh, media cast. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Keep in mind that we will do an update as new information comes out. So an update on teams and players probably in early to mid-November. We're going to do that after teams publish their final rosters. Uh, meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website uh, is soccerfiles.captivate.fm. Hope to see you in our next episode and bye-bye. <laughs>